Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. For it's He that forgiveth all my iniquities and healeth all my diseases. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. We serve a healing God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord uh, with you all today. Uh, probably looks a little different around here. Uh, Pastor Willie and a couple of his kids are, have gone to Winterfest and they're uh, working out there for the Lord. Amen. And they'll be back uh, probably by Wednesday night, I'm sure. And, uh, but we're here. Amen. We're here. The Lord is here. And I believe the Lord has a, has a word for us all. Amen. Amen. Uh, when I go to church, I expect, I expect something. I, I want to get something. Amen. I, I want to take me a plate home. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Uh, I want something from the, from the Lord. Amen. And uh, amen. Our uh, scripture text uh, today will be from the book of Isaiah, chapter 53, verses 1 to 12. And uh, before we get into it, I just wanted to say that uh, uh, within uh, these verses lie a mystery that has confounded many over the ages, before Christ was uh, even incarnated. And it has been both a stumbling block and a glorious revelation since his death, burial, and resurrection and ascension uh, nearly 2,000 years ago. Now, this portion of scripture that we're going to study today has been banned in many synagogues, or mo most synagogues. And uh, if you ask, ask questions about this chapter to Jewish rabbis, you're not going to get an answer. Amen. They, they will just give you a, a, a terse or a, a very short answer of... Uh, uh, you need to be studying something else or, or something like that. Amen. And the name of Jesus is not permitted in many Jewish households. Amen. Uh, that, I mean, that's just the, the fact of life and been, been that way for a long time. Amen. But uh, many Jewish Christians have had their eyes opened by reading this sacred chapter. I've seen plenty of videos and testimonies, but when they read Isaiah 53, something clicked. And, and I've seen videos where they would uh, go up to people on the street and ask, and ask them about Isaiah 53. They didn't know nothing about it. You know, the Jewish people in Israel is what I'm talking about. And when they would read it to them, who does that sound like? Wow, it kind of sounds like Jesus. It, the lights tend to click on when this, uh, this portion of uh, Scripture is studied, especially by uh, someone who's been raised in the Jewish tradition. Amen. They, they know all the law and all the th things. But uh, when they put Jesus in this, in this puzzle piece right here, it begins to make sense. Amen. Amen. So many have had their lives and destinies uh, altered by seeking the answer of who the suffering Redeemer is from Isaiah 53. Today, let's peer back in time. Let's go back 700 years before the birth of Christ. A prophecy about the one who would provide the substitutionary death, the punishment 
that we deserved and justified us before God that we could lay hold on eternal life as well as enhancing the quality of living in the here and now. Amen. The, the, the gospel just doesn't get you to heaven. Amen. It's designed to increase and, and improve the quality of the life that you have right here on earth. Amen. Amen. And I'm a living witness of that. Amen. I know how I felt before I, I gave my heart to Jesus. Amen. I know the kind of mess I was in before I came to Jesus. And now, you know, life ain't perfect and it never will be. Amen. But it's a whole lot better than the fear, the doubt, and the uncertainty I was living in. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So maybe, maybe someone today can realize that they do not have to live under a curse because Jesus became the curse for us. Amen. He became cursed with all that, uh, that, uh, that a sinner deserves. Amen. Amen. Uh, he, he became a curse for us. Amen. Praise God. Let's go to our scripture today. And uh, before we uh, start reading the scripture, uh, let's pray one more time. Uh, uh, maybe you don't need prayer, but I do. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. I, I, I need the spirit of the Lord to, to get a hold of my head and get a hold of my jaw and, and, and to help me this morning. Amen. I, I admit it. I am not a professional. Amen. I admit it that I don't have it all together. I admit it that I need God's help even after 34 years of walking in this light. Amen. Praise God. Lord, Heavenly Father, we come to you today, Lord. We pray for the power and the presence of your spirit, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would move and have your way in the way that you choose, O oh God. And help us, Lord, to just to speak your word and to rejoice in your word and rejoice, O oh Lord, that uh, we have a Savior. We have a sacrifice. We have everything we need to be saved. We thank you for it, Lord. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Let's go to Isaiah 53, we'll uh, read verse 1. Who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Amen. Amen. That's almost like uh, an existential question. Amen. Who has believed our report? Why? Because the Bible says in, in Romans 10, I believe it's verse 17, that uh, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And I think that hearing is not just by hearing the sound waves. It's more of a listening type of hearing. Amen. You can hear something all day. You can hear music in the background. You can have the TV uh, playing in the background and not really even know what's going on. But when you're listening intently, your focus and your uh, mental faculties are focused upon what is being said now uh, that is listening amen and a lot of people hear a lot of stuff but they never listen to it amen I, I spent a lot of my years hearing a lot of stuff but i never listened to any good advice that was given me amen praise god and and you find out after a while amen you find out what's good for you amen <laughs> amen but uh, who has believed our report Amen. And, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? What, what in the world is that talking about? The arm of the Lord is just a kind of like an anthropological 
metaphor. Amen. It's basically uh, showing that the, the power and the strength of the Lord is in the arm of the Lord. Amen. It's like, like uh, when, when young boys are trying to be macho and they'll put up, their, put up their arms and they'll flex those biceps and show their strength. Amen. Well, the strength of the Lord is, is, is kind of given as a metaphor in the arm of the Lord. And, and, it's, and the connotation here is the power to save, the power of salvation. Amen. Uh, who has believed our report? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Amen. And, I, and uh, if you're wondering what that means, it's been revealed to you. That's why you're saved today. Amen. Amen. That's, that's why you're saved, because the, the power to save was revealed to you. Amen. When you heard the gospel, when you believed the gospel, and, and when you acted upon the gospel. Amen. Praise God. Now, verse 2 says, uh, For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant, and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Amen. This is basically saying, if you were, were to see Jesus 2,000 years ago, uh, you know, in his fullness and in his prime, you'd look at him and, that's, that's the Messiah? He's just an ordinary dude. I mean, he might have been like me a little bit, having a little bit of a gut, you know. He, he didn't look like uh, Brad Pitt or Robert Redford. Amen. I, I don't know who the, like the, 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 the new uh, uh, super uh, movie star is. Amen. I don't watch a whole lot of movies. I don't pay attention to them. Uh, amen. Uh, uh, but uh, he, he, he didn't look like a movie star. And he didn't look like uh, Dwayne Johnson, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, you know, the big muscle-bound uh, wrestler turned movie star. He, he, he didn't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Amen. He didn't look like, uh, uh, for some of you older ones, Charles Atlas. Amen. He didn't look like that. He, he, he looked just like an ordinary dude. And you, if you were looking for the Messiah, you would have looked beyond him. You, you, you would have looked, oh, get out of the way, I'm looking for the Messiah. Amen. But he said, for he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. Now, I remember when I was growing up, my uh, uncle had a farm, and he raised corn and, and had uh, pigs, and he had uh, chickens, and he had uh, cows. But he also, uh, to, to make ends meet, he raised tobacco. This was down in Virginia, that down in tobacco country. Amen. He would grow, grow tobacco. Well, me and my brothers, we'd go over uh, for a couple weeks every summer, and, and we would work on the farm. Amen. And uh, to us, it was fun. Uh, it was hard work. And, and by the end of the day, we, were, we didn't have to uh, worry about uh, not being able to go to sleep at night. We were, we were just wore plumb out. Amen. And, and now down south, you can get wore out. That's when you're tired. But when you're wore plumb out, <laughs> you know you're tired. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But, but he would raise tobacco. And one of the, uh, uh, there was a lot of steps in raising tobacco. It, it was a, uh, you had to know what you were doing. Amen. But somewhere during the life cycle of that tobacco plant uh, would uh, be when it would start to flower. And it would have to be topped. Uh, they called it, you know, the, the, it was like a sucker uh, branch that would go up. And that, that's when the flower would uh, uh, come up. 
They didn't want us to do that because it would take resources and nutrients from the rest of the plant. The, see, the, the object of a tobacco plant is those big leaves. And they want those leaves big and broad. Amen. And they don't want uh, anything to, to, to keep those leaves from getting as big as they possibly can. So they'll top off the flowering part, uh, the, the sucker part. Amen. And uh, this was just kind of uh, bringing this back to the scripture here. Uh, he was just uh, a tender plant. He was just something coming up out of the ground. It wasn't, uh, he, he wasn't something remarkable. Amen. He was something that would be cast aside like a weed that would be plucked up. Because a lot of weeds, you want to get them while they're little. You don't, you, you don't want to let the, the, let the roots spread out where you have to do some work to get the weed out of the ground. So you get it while it's tender and you pull it out of the ground. And then it said, and as a root out of dry ground. Now I remember when we were kids, my brother, we were playing in the neighbor's yard and they had these big old trees. Well, some of the roots will come up out of the ground. Amen. And just, they're just bearing open roots there. Well, my brother was running and he tripped over the one of those roots and he, and he planted face first into the base of the tree, cut his lip open, you know, had a big gash on his lip and bleeding everywhere. And uh, a lot of times people will see that root coming up out of dry ground. While they do, they go get an axe and they chop it so someone doesn't trip over it. Amen. But uh, and that's the way they, they saw Jesus. And just a root just in the way. Amen. So there's no beauty that we should desire him. Amen. They wouldn't follow him. The, the, the ladies weren't like uh, trying to uh, track him down because he was such a good looking fella. Amen. He was just an ordinary, ordinary man. Amen. That, that's what he looked like on the outside. Now we know that when Jesus spoke, oh, there was something, there was something coming out of him. Amen. It's as if the eternal God was speaking. And you know why? Because it was. Amen. Praise God. And verse 3 says, he is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with, with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Amen. They were, they were just looking at him, you know, like you brought all this up on yourself. Amen. You were the one out there blaspheming and, and, and trying to sway the hearts of the people from the law and, and doing all this stuff. You brought this up on yourself. And uh, amen. He was a, a man of sorrow and acquainted with grief because he took all that upon him. It, it was us. It was our grief that he bore. Amen. He didn't have to come here. He didn't have to be manifest in flesh. But he did because what John 3.16 said? Amen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Amen. Not just an improved life here upon the earth. Amen. That's part of it. Amen. But everlasting life. That means after this old mortal body goes, this old shell falls away, and we go off uh, uh, to be with him. Amen. In our spirit, man. Well, and when Christ comes back, that, that, uh, that mortal body will be quickened into an immortal body. Amen. We'll have a brand new body that doesn't get sick and die. We'll have a brand new body that doesn't get tired. We'll have a brand new body uh, that uh, doesn't, you don't have to go get a checkup on it every once in a while from the doctor. Amen. Amen. Praise God for that. Amen. 
Amen. Because we all, we all, we all I, I'm, I'm sure that all of us in here have had a round or two with the old flesh just breaking down and, and not feeling too good. And, and uh, amen. Uh, it'll be a, 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 such a joy and a relief to not be in a world of pain. Amen. Because uh, this, this world has a lot of pain in it. It's not just physical pain. There's a lot of mental, mental pain. There's a lot of emotional pain. There's, there's a lot of psychological pain. Amen. We go through all kinds of stuff. Amen. Yes. Praise God. But the object of this life is to prove ourselves that whose side are we on. Are you on the devil's side or are you on Jesus' side? Amen. If you're on Jesus' side, you'll put up with these minor afflictions. You'll put up with these uh, small storms of life. Amen. That we go through. Amen. Praise God. And, and, and not just throw in the towel and, and live for the devil because it's easier. Amen. And Jesus never said it's going to be easy. Amen. He said it'd be worth it. He said it'd be worth it. Amen. Amen. It's, it's going to be worth it. And, and verse 4 says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Amen. Praise God. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. Like I said, he carried our griefs and our sorrows. Amen. He carried the punishment for our sins. Amen. Because, you know, every, every, we, we deserve everything. Amen. We, we, deserve, we deserve death. Amen. Because we're polluted with sin. Amen. He carried the penalty for that sin. Amen. Amen. It is upon him. And when it says, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, this is kind of it's kind of a, a poetic way of how the people looked at him at the time. The people that were, didn't really know who he was. They didn't accept him as the Messiah. Amen. He brought this on himself. God's punishing him because they believe that when bad stuff happened to you, that it was God punishing you. Now, nowadays, you know, if you get a flat tire on the way to work, God didn't do that to you. Amen. If, if, you get, uh, if you have a heart attack, or you ha have something go wrong with your body, God didn't do that to you. Amen. It, it, now, I, I'm not going to say that God maybe won't lay you flat on your back to get your attention every once in a while. But for the most part, it's just part of life. It's part of life. Amen. And, uh, you know, punishment, it, that awaits after the judgment. Amen. God might... Uh, throw a roadblock in front of you to, to get your attention, but God's not going around just punishing every, everything you do. Like every, you know, you, you, you smash your hand, hand with a hammer and you say a bad word, you know, God's not going to throw a lightning bolt every time that happens. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. God, God is merciful and God's trying to get our attention. Amen. But it doesn't necessarily mean that all of our problems come from God uh, punishing us. Amen. Now, uh, I'll be the first one to admit most of my problems in life, including some of my physical afflictions, have been called beca caused because of my bad habits. Amen. My sin, my overeating, my eating uh, too, much of the, too much of something good. You know, like an ice cream sundae is great, but, you know, a nice small one will do. You get one of those great old big uh, ice cream sundaes, man, your pancreas is working overtime uh, uh, trying to negate all that sugar you put in your body. Amen. Uh, sugar, is, uh, sugar is just as uh, bad as a lot of other 
harmful things that you put in your body. Amen. Nicotine or, or whatever else uh, you put in your body. Uh, too much sugar can, can kill that <laughs> pancreas. Amen. And, uh, amen. Uh, I've had the doctor tell me stuff about that. <laughs> so it was my fault. Amen. Praise God. But if, if God uh, chooses to uh, throw a roadblock and uh, uh, get my attention with something, I'm glad for it. Amen. Because <laughs> the, uh, the Bible, I believe it's in the book of Amos, talks about how that God speaks once. Yea, he speaks twice. Amen. God, God will speak to you. And then when, God, when, when it gets to the point... Uh, we won't listen to you know our conscience god speaking through our conscience god will send dreams dreams don't work finally he can he can put you flat on your back so that you'll be restored so that you'll be redeemed amen uh, but uh, as far as puni punishment's going to come after the uh, uh, af after the judgment amen that's the lake of fire uh, amen there, there's enough things in life for god to use that he doesn't have to specially send you know, uh, trouble in, in, in your pathway. Amen. So, uh, so don't think just because you, you're suffering something that God's mad at you. Amen. It maybe it's just something that happened in life. Amen. Happens to all of us. Amen. It happens to sinners just like it happens to saints. Amen. There are just certain things that come along with life that, uh, you know, that's just the way it is. Praise God. But, uh, yeah, they, they looked at... Uh, the crucifixion and all the trouble Jesus went through is him bringing it upon himself and then God was punishing him for being a transgressor. I like verse 5. It starts off with the word but. But. He was wounded. He wasn't smitten of God. He, he wasn't cursed by God. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was wounded for my sin. He was wounded for your sin. Amen. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace. Amen. That's the only reason we can have peace. Because there was a cross. Amen. Amen. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes we are healed. Now a lot of times we look at that for physical healing. Now I'm not saying it's not. It's because it, is, it, it does incorporate physical healing. But the main healing that we need is the healing of our poor soul, of our broken spirit. Amen. That's the first healing that needs to take place. Now, because you're saved and because you're healed, because you're a child of the covenant, because you're a child of, of the living God, he provides healing in that. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Call for the elders of the church. Don't wait for the elders of the church to call you. Amen. Uh, James uh, chapter 5, talking about call for the elders of the church and, and, and have them anoint you with oil and, and, you know, in the name of the Lord. And uh, if you've committed any sins, they will be forgiven and you will be healed. Amen. Amen. Notice how it, uh, sometimes sin can block the blessings. Now, it doesn't mean God's punishing you. It just means that you got sin in your life. You got out from under God's umbrella, and the rocks are hitting you in the head now. Amen. It's not that God's throwing the rocks, but you got out from under his hand of protection. Amen. And when you get those sins forgiven, and we do sin after we come to the Lord. Uh, I'm a living witness of that. I've, I've sinned after I came to God. I'm, I'm not going to stand up here and, and, and pontificate about you people need to straighten up. Hey, we need to straighten up. Amen. 
Praise God. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, uh, sin can uh, sin can cause sickness in, in in that in that way. But when we call for the elders of the church and we get anointed with oil, Amen. The 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 blessing of healing uh, is imparted unto us. Amen. Praise God. But he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we're healed. Amen. Praise God. Verse 6 says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. What did Paul say in Romans? For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Amen. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Yeah, we went astray and we deserve to be punished. But Jesus took that punishment. Amen. He, he took it upon the cross. Amen. He, he, he took it for us all. And what about now? What, what if you have sinned? Amen. What if, you, what, what, what if you sinned after you came to God? Right? And the cross is still there. And the blood from that cross is still available. Amen. If, what did uh, say in uh, 1 John? If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. Who was John, John writing to? He wasn't writing to sinners. It was an epistle to the church. Amen. It's talking to us. Amen. So if we sin, we, like, as a Brother Gene said, we have an advocate with the Father. We have, we have a mediator. Amen. When, when, when a lot of times there's uh, legal uh, remedies called mediation. Uh, two business parties uh, can't, uh, can't agree on something, they'll go to mediation. And they will mediate. Uh, the mediator is an impartial uh, person yes, that yes. will look at both sides of the story and say, well, here's what the law says, and here's what common sense says, and what you two should, should do is just uh, you know, uh, uh, kiss and make up, and, and uh, you should give him uh, $300 to pay for that and, and call it a day. And, and so they go through mediation. Well, Jesus is a mediator between God and man. Jesus mediated Amen. Because we sinned and against a holy God. The holy God said, if you sin, amen, you shall surely die. Amen. So we have a problem. We need a little mediation here because I don't want to die. Amen. I, I want to live. Well, my mediator says that he already paid the penalty. So the mediator says to the father, well, uh, Brother Dave here, uh, he believed in me. He has faith in me. He has faith in the, in, the, in, in, in the remedy that I provided on the cross. So therefore, Father, he is covered by my blood. And so he is covered. Uh, and uh, I, I just want to call it all. I just want to wipe his slate clean. And the Father says, okay. That was an easy remedy. Amen. Such an easy, easy thing to be saved. But yet two-thirds of the earth... Uh, still has trouble uh, uh, seeing that. Amen. There's two-thirds of this earth uh, uh, don't see it that way. Amen. They, they, they can't see the gospel. Only one-third are Christians or confessing Christians. Amen. How many of them are, are real Christians? I don't know, but only one-third will admit to it. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. 
we have a, we have a, lot, of, a lot of work to do. Yeah. Amen. You know, if everybody got saved, we wouldn't have any work to do anymore. Amen. We could just kind of sit here and, and uh, have bake sales and, and <laughs> have uh, potluck dinners and, you know, and, and have a good time. But there's still work to be done upon this earth because two-thirds of the people still need to be saved. They still need to know. There's people that still don't know who Jesus is. There's people in the United States that have uh, grown up and they've never been exposed to church. They, they've never been in a church. They don't know. Only thing they know about Jesus is uh, him as a cuss word. That's all they know. Amen. They, they call his name out every time they get mad, but they don't even know who he is. Amen. So that's, uh, th that's what it looks like. Amen. But he was wounded for all of their transgressions. Amen. He was wounded. Verse 7 says he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He was led as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. Uh, I, I, I've heard a story about, uh, you know, like uh, when it comes uh, slaughter time for, for sheeps uh, or sheep, uh, getting my plurals mixed up there. <laughs> sheep is a plural. Uh, or it can, it can be a plural or a singular, singular all at the same time. But anyway, I digress. Amen. But uh, when it's time to slaughter the sheep, they'll, they'll pick one that the other sheep will follow. And they'll call that the Judas sheep. And, because, and, and when the sheep are going in, they don't, say a, they don't say a word. They just go in and they kind of accept their fate. And, and that's it. You know, they're lamb chops. Amen. Which are pretty tasty, I, I must admit. They're pretty tasty. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. But the same with Jesus. Remember, he went before uh, uh, Caiaphas. High, and was it Anias and Caiaphas, uh, the, 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 the priests, uh, the leadership? Yeah. And uh, they, they were bringing all these false accusations against him. What did, did Jesus get up saying, no, that's not right. Jesus kept his mouth shut. Amen. He just let them do what they, they had. They already had, uh, had the whole thing uh, planned anyway. It was, it was all already a foregone, a foregone conclusion uh, of the verdict. Amen. So they took him to night court. Amen. It wasn't in the middle of the day where, the, where all the people could uh, observe this, uh, this trial. It was at night while everybody was in bed. Amen. And, and then they, they, they took him uh, over to uh, King Herod. King Herod uh, had him beat on a little bit and sent him, uh, sent, sent him over to uh, Herod. Amen. I mean, uh, uh, the, uh, yeah, uh, the Romans. Amen. And so uh, Romans didn't, didn't want him. He hasn't done anything wrong. Amen. So uh, he, he was just uh, in, in, a, in a bad legal situation because the cards were stacked against him. Amen. But yet he didn't defend himself. He was like that silent sheep. He just kept his mouth shut. Amen. Because he too had accepted his fate. He too had chosen to die instead of uh, calling 10,000 angels uh, to save him. Amen. He chose to die. Why? Out of his love for us. Amen. He, he, he could have he backed out. 
but he chose not to. He chose to die for us. Amen. He said, no man takes my life. Amen. He said, no man will take my life. I give it. Amen. Praise God. Verse 8 says, he was taken from prison and from judgment. And who will declare his generation? Like I said, he was falsely accused. Uh, he went through that uh, kangaroo court. Amen. And uh, he, uh, he, he, he didn't open his mouth. Amen. He was misrepresented. He was misunderstood. Amen. So when that happens to you, and it happens occasionally in our lives, that we're misunderstood, that we're misrepresented. Amen. Remember, Jesus, the perfect sinless Lamb of God, was misrepresented and misunderstood as well. It says, for he was cut off from the land of the living on that old rugged cross. For the transgressions of my people, he was stricken. Now, this is God talking. For the transgressions of my people, he was stricken. God said, it's because of my people, because of their transgressions, that's why he died. Verse 9 says, and they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich at his death, because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. And that was uh, basically, his grave was with the wicked. Remember, he died with two thieves, but he was buried in a rich man's tomb. He was buried with the rich. He was buried in a rich man's tomb. Amen. And then verse 10 says, Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Now there's a lot of stuff going on in this verse. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Does that mean that uh, God killed him? No, the, the Romans and, at the behest of the Jews killed him. Amen. But it did please the Lord in the sense that we can be saved through it all. Amen. Because that was the, that was the, the passion of Christ, not, not, not the, the death and the dying. The passion of Christ was the people that he died for. That is you and me. Praise God. So yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. Now, what does that mean? How is Jesus going to see his seed? Amen. Because of his offering on that cross, we get saved. We are the seed of Christ. Amen. Remember, uh, Galatians talked about uh, Abraham being uh, uh, or uh, Jesus being Abraham's seed. Amen. And then we are the seed of Christ. Amen. So we, we are the product uh, of what happened on Calvary. Amen. He, he died. He went through some, through some bad things. Amen. But the good that came out of it is salvation for the sons of Adam, the sons of Abraham. We can be redeemed. We can be uh, given a brand new life. Praise God. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands, or in his hand. It means that uh, Jesus, going back, he shall prolong his days. Of course, Jesus has had his days prolonged. He's eternal. Amen. Not only is he eternal, 
But when we are in him, we too are eternal. We have eternal life. And I'm not waiting to get eternal life. Amen. Right now, I have it. I already have eternal life because I am in Christ. We are saved. Amen. We, we are saved in the fullest sense. Now, this old body is going to pass away. It's going to be put in the ground. Amen. Uh, but there's hope after that. Amen. We're going to get a brand new body. Amen. Verse 11 says, He, meaning in Christ, shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many. Amen. See, there's a doctrine of justification right there Praise in the God. Old Testament. Praise God. It's justification. Justified, never sinned. Amen. He took the punishment for our sins. Amen. And, and, and he washed us clean. We are justified. And when God looks at it, it's at us, it's like we never sinned a sin. Amen. Because he's looking, he's looking at the robe of righteousness that Christ put upon us. Praise God. For he shall bear their iniquities. Verse 12. We're winding down here. Therefore, I will divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong. Remember Jesus said uh, in Matthew 28. He said, uh, Behold, all authority has been given unto me. Amen. Praise God. All authority has been given unto me. Praise God. Then uh, verse 12 continues. Because he poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sins of many, and I like this last, and made intercession for the transgressors. He was numbered with the transgressors. He bore the sins of many, and he made intercession for those transgressors. Amen. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Amen. Right there on the cross, that was fulfilled. Praise God. The last point I want to bring out is that he was wounded because we are broken. You know, we've been wounded too. Amen. But our, our wounding doesn't benefit us in any way. Our, our, our wounding is usually in the form of consequences or someone else's sin. Amen. We've all been wounded. We've all had wounds happen in our bodies. We've all had wounds happen in our spirit. Amen. We've all been wounded. And some of us can remember probably things that happened as a child that, that wounded that little heart. Uh, I, I don't know, there's things that my parents had said to me when I was a kid that, that really hurt. You know, uh, I've been called names that, that it, it, it hurt. And even today when I think about it, why would you say that to a kid? You know, and I hope I never did that with any of my own kids. I probably said some stupid stuff that maybe hurt their feelings. I, I'm, sure, I'm sure that I've hurt their feelings, Amen. Because I wasn't a perfect father, and, and I, don't, I don't think any of us could be a perfect parent. Amen. And sometimes when you're, when you're a parent, you're trying to figure all this stuff out anyway, because kids don't come with an instruction manual. You know, you, you, get, a, you get a phone, you get a brand new uh, iPhone, it comes with a little instruction book on how to operate it. When you, come, you get a baby, it doesn't come with anything. Amen. You've got to operate on what your parents uh, uh, gave you. And if your parents were a little flawed, 
you're, you're going to just repeat some of those flaws uh, in your own kids. And you kind of repeat all those things that you hated about your parents. You end up doing them uh, again because you just don't know any better. You just haven't had time to figure all this stuff out. Amen. So he was wounded because we are broken. Amen. Amen. Thank God for it. Thank God he was he allowed himself to be wounded on our behalf. Amen. Isaiah 53 paints a vivid picture of the suffering and sacrifice of the Messiah Jesus Christ who willingly endured rejection, humiliation, and death on the cross. His death and burial fulfilled the prophetic words of Isaiah as he bore the weight of our sins and offered himself as the ultimate sacrifice for our redemption. But the story doesn't end there. Jesus rose triumphantly from the grave, conquering sin and death and offering the gift of eternal life to all who believe in him. Today I invite you to receive Jesus as your Savior and Lord. To turn, and I don't just, not just glance at him, but to turn and look upon him in faith and experience the fullness of his love and forgiveness and grace. May you embrace the truth of Isaiah 53 and find hope, healing, and salvation in Jesus Christ. And if you're online and if you're listening today, Amen. I hope that you will accept this invitation and let Jesus be the Lord of your life. Not just your Savior, but be your Lord. Amen. It takes both. Amen. Amen. You, you got, a, got to let him be the boss over Amen. your life. Amen. He, he's your direct supervisor. Amen. Now. Amen. He is the one that tells you uh, what to do. Amen. Amen. We, 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 uh, we check in with him. Lord, can I do this? Lord, can I do that? Oh, okay. I won't do that, Lord. Amen. But it's putting him. Now, how does that play out? How does that play out on street level? It's when you read this word. And you, it says, thou shalt not lie or thou shalt not steal. Or, uh, or be forgiving and forbearing to one another or to love one another as I have loved you. That's how it plays out. That's how that you let Jesus be the Lord because an audible voice is in most 99.99999% of the time, you're not gonna hear an audible voice telling you what to do. Amen, you gotta read his word and know what it says and know his expectations. Knowing his word is knowing his expectations. And then letting the, the word be your guidepost for living this life for Jesus. Amen. Now the Holy Spirit will, will at times speak to your spirit. Amen. And you'll feel an impression. You'll feel in your heart so strong. And you'll know that it's God speaking to you. But a lot of times God is just silent. Because he's already spoken. God doesn't like to repeat himself a whole lot. And if God's speaking to you about something, it's probably because he's annoyed that you're not listening to what he said before. Amen. <laughs> just throwing out the, that out there for free. Amen. Because <laughs> I'm just as guilty as everybody else. Amen. Praise the Lord. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised 
for our iniquities. And the chastisement for our peace was upon him. Amen. 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 Your life doesn't have to be a disaster. It doesn't have to be a calamity. It doesn't have to be a lost cause. It, your life doesn't have to be without purpose or without a point. Amen. Because Jesus already made a way. We enter into that by faith, by just believing that, man, I don't feel worthy. But Lord, if you say you died for me, I accept that. And I choose to follow you all the days of my life. Amen. Praise God. If uh, anyone would like to pray, if you need uh, healing in your body, amen, there are, those stripes are, are, are for your physical healing too, amen, as well as your, your soul and your spirit that definitely needs a healing, amen. If, if you need healing in your body, we'll pray for you today. You got a situation going on in your life, we'll pray for you, amen. You got a trauma and drama going on in the background that nobody else but God knows about, amen. We'll pray with you. You don't have to tell us your, you don't have to tell us all your dirty laundry, amen. We'll pray for you, amen. Amen. It's none of my business, amen. But I know this is my business, knowing that God will help you in your distresses. God will help you well, with everything that's going on in your life, amen. Amen. Praise God. Because I'm dependent on Him for a whole lot of stuff of my own, amen. Praise God, amen. Brother Latha, you probably want prayer. Amen. We'll pray with you, and, and then uh, we'll just dismiss here in a minute. Praise God. Lord, I pray for Brother Latha.